so true Funny how it seems Always in time But never in line for dreams Head over heels When toe to toe This is the sound
Black Classic Unirradio.fm So true Funny how it seems Always in time But never in line For dreams Head over heels When toe to toe This is the sound of my soul
darkness world stops turning This is where the body's burning No more war pigs have the power Hand of God has struck the hour Judgment God is calling On their knees the war pigs crawling Begging mercy for their sins Hate and laughing spreads his wings
just so sweet But it makes no difference Cause the natural It's a goof, right? But how can you compare that, man, with like getting together with an old lady on a Saturday night, right? Roll up some big fat doobies, put some nice music on the stereo, let it skin it, ZZ Top, right? You get down, you get wasted, right? You start dancing around, you start boogieing around. Next thing you know, the clothes are coming off. Next thing you know, you're doing it, right? You're doing it, you're bumping uglies. Next thing you know, boom, you blow your wad. You feel fucking amazing, right? You fall back on that bed, you feel incredible, man. You feel like Jesus Christ resurrected. Why? Why do you feel so good? Because you're stoned and you just had an orgasm, that's why. <laughs> Simple fucking arithmetic, man. <laughs> fucking pinnacle of human experience, you know? I love that feel. Don't you love that fucking feeling? I love that fucking feeling, man. You know what I mean? You're lying there in the bed, you just came. You don't even know what fucking planet you're on, yeah? You're just lying there, you're all sweaty and smelly. You smell like a couple of animals in the zoo. Got all kinds of stuff stuck onto you. Your hair's all pushed over to one side. <laughs> she's lying there, she's got a big puddle of cum on her belly. Uh, you're like writing your name in, a, in the cum on her belly. <laughs> right, right, yeah. And, it, and then you reach down, you start going a little further south and let your fingers do the walking, right? Start fiddling with the honey pot, right? Stirring the honey pot, right? You get in there, oh yeah, oh yeah. And she's like, <laughs> 
She reaches over, she starts playing with the dead soldier, right? <laughs> Two of you are like, ugh, ugh, ugh. <laughs> Next thing you know, who's back to life again? Hey, the soldier's alive once more, right? <laughs> so you get ready to do it a second time, right? Because it's always more intense the second time, right? Really intense. I love the second time, man. You get ready to put it in. What are you going to do? What are you always going to do before you put it in? What are you always going to do? Get out that hash pipe, right? <laughs> and slow, yeah. Yeah, you slide it in, you take her toes, you stick them in your ear, you grab her butt, she sticks her thumb up your ass, she starts screaming, you start barking. Oh, 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 You come a second time, you feel like you'll be brain damaged for the rest of your life, but you come so fucking hard, you fall back onto the benches before your head hits the pillow, grab that bottle of tequila, take one last hit,
Even I have to admit, it's magnificent. Suddenly the restaurant seems far away, hushed, annoyed. considerate patrons or tourists who are inevitably going to complain about our innocuous little habit. Who is Paul Owen with? I hear McDermott asking Price. Some weasel from Kicker Peabody. Price handles this all suavely somehow, either by tipping the doors or by persuading them with his clout, probably the former. I stay uninvolved and with my back to him try to listen as McDermott complains to Van Patten about how crazy I am for putting down the pizza made of pastels. But it's hard to hear anything with Belinda Carlisle's version of I Feel Free flashback. walking, stares past Ted, who smiles knowingly when he spots Timothy, and Price gazes longingly at the tracks as if they suggest some kind of freedom, embody an escape that Price has been searching for, but I shout to him, hey, there's Teddy, and this breaks his gaze, and he shakes his head as if to clear it, refocuses his gaze on Madison, and shouts decisively, no, that's not Madison, for Christ's sakes, that's Turnbull. And the guy who I thought was Madison is greeted by two other guys in tuxedos, and he turns his back to us. And suddenly, behind Price, Ebersol wraps an arm around Timothy's neck and laughingly pretends to strangle him. Then Price pushes the arm away, shakes Ebersol's hand, and says, Hey, Madison. Madison, who I thought was Ebersol, is wearing a splendid double-breasted white linen jacket by Hackett of London from Bergdorf Goodman. He has a cigar that hasn't been lit in one hand, and a champagne glass, half full, in the other. Mr. Price, shouts Madison. Very good to see you, sir. Madison, Price cries back. We need your services. Looking for trouble? Madison smiles. Something more immediate, Price shouts back. Of course, Madison shouts, and then coolly, for some reason, nods at me, shouting, I think, Bateman, and then... Nice tan. A guy standing behind Madison, who looks a lot like Ted Dreyer, is wearing a double-breasted shawl-collared tuxedo, a cotton shirt, and a silk tartan bow tie. All of it, I'm fairly sure, from Polo by Ralph Lauren. Madison stands around, nodding to various people who pass by in the crush. Finally, Price loses his cool. Listen, we need drugs, I think I hear him shout. Patience, Price, patience, Madison shouts. I'll talk to Ricardo. But he still stands there nodding to people who push past us. Like, what about now? Price screams. Why aren't you wearing a tux? Madison shouts. How much do we want? Price asks me, looking desperate. A gram is fine, I shout. I have to be at the office early tomorrow. Do you have cash? I can't lie, nod, and him 40. 
A gram! Price shouts to Ted. Hey, Madison says, introducing his friend. This is you. A gram! Price presses cash into Madison's hand. You? What? This guy and Madison both smile, and Ted shakes his head and shouts a name I can't hear. No! Madison shouts. Hugh! I think. Yeah, great to meet you, Hugh. Price holds up his wrist and taps the gold Rolex with his index finger. I'll be right back, Madison shouts. Keep my friend company. Use your drink tickets. He disappears. You, Hugh, who fades into the crowd. I follow Price over to the railings. I want to light my cigar but don't have any matches. Yet just holding it, catching some of its aroma, along with the knowledge that drugs are incoming, comforts me. And I take two of the drink tickets from Price and try to get him a Finland which they don't have. The hard body behind the bar informs me bitchily, but she's got a rad body and is so hot looking that I will leave her a big tip because of this. I settle on an absolute for Price and order a J&B on the rocks for myself. As a joke, I almost bring Tim a Bellini, but he seems far too edgy tonight to appreciate this. So I wade back through the crowd to where he stands and hand him the absolute, and he takes it thanklessly and finishes it with one gulp, looks at the glass and grimaces, giving me an accusatory look. I shrug helplessly. He resumes staring at the train tracks as if possessed. There are very few chicks in tunnel tonight.
like last.
Songs your mama sang blowing in the wind and we shall overcome. He said, 
said, hey man, those aren't patriotic. Don't you want your songs to be popular? I said, sure. So I lit up another cigar and said, well, kid, you got to write records people can march to, you know. Nobody's going to buy records you can't march to them. I said, oh yeah, what the hell were they doing in Chicago, friend? Trying to be a star, figured I'll probably never get too far. So I called my girl up today, said I'm gonna go join the Green Parade, be a big star. You know you never 
don't you know anything about Sri Lanka? About how the Sikhs are killing like tons of Israelis there? Timothy. What? He asked without looking away from Vanden. By the way, why is there an ice cube in my soy sauce? No, I start hesitantly. Well, we have to end apartheid, for one, and slow down the nuclear arms race, stop terrorism and world hunger. I mean, don't you know anything about Sri Lanka? About how the Sikhs are killing, like, tons of Israelis there? Timothy goads her. Doesn't that affect us? Kapamaki roll, anyone? Evelyn cuts in cheerfully, holding up a plate. Problems in Sri Lanka to worry about. Sure, our foreign policy is important. But there are more pressing problems at hand. Like what? He asked without looking away from Vanden. By the way, why is there an ice cube in my soy sauce? No, I start hesitantly. Well, we have to end apartheid, for one, and slow down the nuclear arms race, stop terrorism and world hunger. I mean, don't you know anything about Sri Lanka? About how the Sikhs are killing, like, tons of Israelis there? Timothy goads her. Doesn't that affect us? The table stares at me uncomfortably, even Stash. But I'm on a roll. But economically, we're still a mess. We have to find a way to hold down the inflation rate and reduce the deficit. We also need to provide training and jobs for the unemployed, as well as protect existing American jobs from unfair foreign imports. We have to make America the leader in new technology. At the same time, we need to promote economic growth and business expansion and hold the line against federal income taxes and hold down interest rates while promoting opportunities for small businesses and controlling mergers and big corporate takeovers.
nothing against a big town. Still hazy enough to say, look who's in the big town. But my bed's in a small town. Oh, that's good enough for me. Well, I was born in a small town. And I can breathe in a small town.
Flat Black Plastic Mutiny Radio.fm. Thanks for listening. Give us some money if you can through the website. See ya. Yeah.